You know you want to monetize your podcast, but you're not exactly sure where you should begin with that. That's exactly what we're talking about today. And I'm going to show you the first step that you can take to start earning your first podcast dollar. So the real question is this, how can podcasters like us who've done the work, built a following and actually made a difference, monetize our podcast without selling out to sponsors who don't really value our community anyway? That is the question. And this is the answer. Welcome to Podcast Monetization Secrets. Hi, everyone. Thanks for joining me here today on Podcast Monetization Secrets. My name is Christy Hosler, and I am your host on this journey to the, let's just call it the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. I hope you find it. I hope we all find it because that's the whole point of doing this show, getting you to the point where you're monetizing. Now, every time, and in fact, it's funny because I have a intake form anytime somebody responds to one of my ads or um, goes to my website and they want to schedule a consultation with me. I want to talk to people. I want to talk to people that potentially need my services, need what I can do for them. And I have sort of a, I don't want to call it a survey. It's an intake form. It basically asks them about their podcast and what they're doing for it and how long it's been up and running. And if it's not running yet, what their idea is. And I uh, ask them if they, one of the questions is, have you monetized your podcast yet? And without even defining what the word podcast monetization means, you know, whenever I say, have you monetized your podcast yet? Everyone always goes right to the sponsorship uh, assumption. Let's call it an assumption. And they say, oh, I don't have enough downloads yet to get sponsors. So no, I'm not monetized. And what I want to do is I want to break that association because there are many, many, many much better ways to go about monetizing your podcast besides sponsorships. Now, if that's part of your overall revenue strategy, I have no problem with it whatsoever, as long as it's a good match for you and it's like a win for you and it's a win for the company that you're ad accepting sponsorship from. Many times, it's not a good win on both ends. And what happens is the podcaster ends up feeling like they've done a lot of work and they've really put some effort into it and they're getting pennies on the dollar for their effort. And then if you don't have a podcast audience that takes your offers and knows how to respond to your offers and even can do it in a trackable way, then you don't get credit at the advertiser, you know, with the sponsor. And that sponsor feels like they're not getting anything out of the relationship either. So sometimes that's not the best way to start trying to monetize your show. Not to mention the podcast sponsorship payment or revenue model is based on sort of a radio model, which is very, very different than podcast models. So don't get me started. That's a whole different soapbox I'll get up on. In fact, I've already recorded an episode about um, kind of the perils of sponsorship, so to speak. But I won't, don't want to talk about that today. But I'm fine if it's an overall a component, a single component of your revenue strategy. But if that's all you're ever going to go for, you're going to have a long road to get there. And when you get there, you're going to feel very undervalued 
by the time you actually get your first check. So for today only in this episode, let's just take sponsorship off of the table. I'm not going to talk to you about how to get sponsorship today. Maybe some point in time down the line, I'll do a, a, a podcast episode on that. But uh, and I do have experience with that. I worked for a while with a um, company, an advertising agency that did that for clients. And so I would go out and solicit uh, vendors and people that wanted to advertise. And then we would match them up with the podcasts and um, go through that whole process. And so I can speak to that. And I can tell you a little bit about that. But that's not the focus of today's show. OK, so four minutes in, you're going to be like, what is the focus of today's show? So I'm going to talk to you. It's easier said than done to say, let's monetize your podcast. And for those of you that have been podcasting for a while, you have literally more ways to monetize your show than you have time in the day. So I don't want to overwhelm you with that. So what I'm going to do is start today by talking about some of the most common ways that people start out getting revenue from their podcast. And I can't remember if I've mentioned it in a previous episode yet or one that I've recorded and have not put out there. But one of and, I, and the other thing is I get some of these consultations that I have I have so many consultations with clients or potential clients where we're talking about these things again and again. Sometimes I forget where I've mentioned what and I can't keep it all straight in my head. So I'm going to just go ahead and say it for those of you who are have started a podcast. If you haven't started a group or a community around your podcast, that is probably one of the best moves that you can make. Now, I get it. Some people say, well, I don't want to do a Facebook group. It's really high maintenance. I don't want to have to manage it. I understand. You can have your community in a lot of different places, but the time and the effort you will spend in a Facebook group will get you so much further with that no like, and trust factor with your potential audience. Not just that, but let's just say as a podcaster, if all you are doing is recording your shows and putting them out in the world and waiting for people to respond to your social media post, it can be a very, very lonely slog. And you feel like, you know, hello, hello, hello. Is there anybody, body, body, body out there? Because it is like crickets whenever it comes to being able to get actual feedback from real life listeners on your show. So one of the best ways to do that, and I've been coaching um, a lot of my new podcast launch clients on starting their Facebook groups, because that is a place where you can have, number one, a very natural call to action for your first podcast. I've done the same exact thing for this podcast. As we have a podcast group. We have a podcast group. We have a Facebook group for the podcast. And it is called the same name, Podcast Monetization Secrets. And in there, we're going to be deep diving into some other things uh, that other people are doing and some things that I'm doing to monetize my show. And I'll be going live in there a lot. So there's just a lot of benefits for you as a listener to join that group. And your listeners for your podcast might want that portal, so to speak, where they can come in contact with you. They can reach out to you. They can interact with you. They can even ask you questions. And you will get lots more out of it if you have it formalized into a Facebook group. doesn't have to be Facebook. Like I know I have some clients that use Mighty Networks and they've cultivated a uh, essentially a community and a network there on those platforms. 
But it's definitely worthwhile to have some place where people can come together in sort of a private, semi-private setting, and you guys can just sort of have, let's just put it in quotes, sort of like family conversations, right, about the topics that your podcast is about. So that's a very natural place, but that's normally not the, a way to, to right now make money right off the bat with a Facebook group. That's a little more difficult. But what I do want to share with you is that many people, once you get that group together, once you bring them under the same umbrella, and once you get them talking to you and talking to each other and asking questions, you are getting, if you pay attention, a ton of information. You're finding out what their biggest struggle is. You're finding out what they want from you. You're finding out the types of questions they're asking to you and each other and where they're getting stuck. And it becomes so easy for you as the leader of that group to then begin creating things to solve those problems. And everything that you create should not be free. It should only have a portion of it being free. And in I think the next episode I have scheduled is I'm going to talk about, you know, what you charge for and what you give away for free. And so that'll kind of help be a guide to give you a framework for that. But one of the things that is so easy is to begin formulating groups. And with these groups, you begin to see what people need and then you begin meeting the needs. And one of the natural outgrowths of that is to begin offering some sort of group coaching. Now, when I say group coaching, and, and the, the thing is, the framework that overlays everything that you're going to do is sort of like your value ladder for this business, this podcast offerings that you're going to make. And the value ladder, it's just picture a pair of, a pair of steps, a set of steps that is going to have maybe four or five steps on. Um, and at the bottom, the very low step to the ground is going to be sort of your low tick offers. Those are going to be the things that you might create that would run a very moderate low, moderately low price point. It could be something as low as a 99 cent ebook. It could be a $7 hard copy book. It could be a $29 hard copy book. Um, it could be a sticker or a t-shirt or something, whatever, whatever a really good entry point is to get people to start giving you money at a very low level. That's your that's your entry point for your value ladder many times. And then all you're going to do is create things that as you step up the ladder, if you had sort of a um, axis and going up the ladder is increasing your, your time, your input, your direct correlation with everything that you're offering. And then the, the axis, the Y axis that would be the horizontal axis would be price points. So as your involvement goes up, the price point also goes up. So things that are more automated, things that you can produce once and then sell to the masses, those are going to be the low entry price points. And then the very next thing. And so for me, even for me, the lowest part of my value ladder is the free Facebook group. That's a free thing that I can offer. It's the same thing as a lead magnet. It's getting people into my larger funnel, right? But it's, I'm still offering value. It's still a good place for people to be and place for get people to get free advice and help and 
maybe a second set of eyes on something that they're doing. So this is the kind of thing where you begin plotting out what the next thing that you could logically offer. And group coaching is really a good place to start because it gives you the ability to charge a very moderate amount of money per person for your time because the actual value of your time is spread over multiple people. So if let's just say you value your time at $200 an hour, that means you don't have one person paying you $200 an hour, but maybe you have 10 people paying you $25 an hour. So you're actually making more by talking to 10 people during that hour than you would by talking one-on-one to a single person. So that's the type of thing. Now, it's very difficult sometimes for people to make the choice to, let's just put in quotes again, productize what you want to offer. And I run into this all the time. I run into this where people say to me, oh, Christy, can you do this? Can you, you know, I need somebody to do this. Can you do this? And the, I mean, the reality is, yes, I can do that. But is it, number one, is it something that I can can easily figure out, this is how much time it'll take me, this is the resources I'll have to use in order to accomplish this task, therefore, let me add on what the markup would be and what the profit margin should be and figure out what the price is and see if it makes sense to do that. Sometimes it doesn't make sense to do that because the amount of time I would invest in something in order to do it up to my standards would far uh, outweigh the value I could bring by making that a product and selling it, right? So it's the same, you know, it's, it's the same thing in, in your business and anything that you do. You know, if you know you can make $75 an hour every time you can get someone to pay for a billable hour or $200 or whatever that number is, and then you can turn around and say, okay, well, I don't want to clean my, fill in the blank, clean my house, mow my grass, trim my trees, paint my house, whatever it is you're going to do, because I can pay somebody a fraction of what my hourly rate is in order to do that. And that's when you make the decision to outsource it and you make the decision to get somebody else to do it. It's the same thing, same principle. So when you think about what you want to create, start with larger groups. We're going to have a group that's going to talk about this. Maybe it's like a an audible session, maybe. And when I say audible, I mean, I use them in sort of the, the hacker world. It's where you're kind of going through and sort of dissecting a problem together. So maybe for uh, people that are in my group, maybe I go through and we did like a uh, funnel audible. And we uh, showed maybe a funnel that somebody else had built or that I was building And we would go through and just talk through all of the things that we could do to improve it. So you're sort of getting an extra eyeballs on what you're doing. And maybe you're offering that. Maybe there are live group coaching sessions that you could do. You have three or four people in your audience that need some ideas and you get them to come on and give you their question or their problem, whatever they need you to solve. And you solve it, but everyone else that's listening can now have four or five different ways to solve their problem too. 
and they pay a small fraction of the amount. So maybe you get the people that are coming on and getting their problems solved to get a certain amount of pay a certain amount of money to you. And the people that are listening, maybe they can come on if they want to pay nine dollars or ten dollars or whatever it is. It's just a small, small thing multiplied by multiple people equals, okay, now you're making revenue from what you're offering. And then from generally, it starts out the broader, the more open to the public, the more people you have in it has a lower price point, but also less touch from you, less time from you. And as you climb up that value ladder, you're going to have higher price points, but also more of your time and more of your involvement. And I'm always very careful when I talk to people and consult with people, especially when they have um, private practices, maybe, or there's something that they offer, whether it's consulting or coaching or whatever. I always talk to them about, okay, you have these different revenue streams, but in an ideal world, which ones are you wanting to grow? Because many people that have a private practice don't really want to grow that one-to-one, one person, uh, one one client to one um, practitioner type relationship. They want to go more one-to-many because it's less time consuming. They don't want to spend as many hours in the office doing just client work. And so it's very important for you to look at what you're doing and your overall business and all the things that you can do for somebody and all the things that you want to do for somebody, but also make sure that those things line up. Because I've had some people before tell me, oh, I want to offer this particular service. And I'm like, okay, great. So you want to offer this particular service and this is how much you would charge for it. Now, how many of these clients could you take on at a time? And they may say, well, I can take on six of those clients at a time. And you go, okay, Great. So you can take on six of those clients and maybe even you're charging them a thousand dollars for whatever the service is that you're offering. So six clients times a thousand people, that's six thousand dollars. So how many times a a month or how many times a year would you need to completely replace those six clients in order to make the revenue that you need? Like how long does it take you to perform that $1,000 or $2,000, whatever the program is, task for that client and then figure out and you look at it and go, okay, if we maxed out your time, if we maxed out all this, you're still only making, you know, 30 something thousand dollars a year. So what else are you going to do to bring in revenue? Because even if you grew whatever revenue source to its maximum capacity, would it still be enough to sustain you? And it might not be. So it's really important that you look at these revenue streams and begin to think these are the ones that are I, that are worth my time and worth my investment in building out and using my podcast to drive traffic to. There are some revenue streams that you might consider doing, but only if the price is right. So, for example, um, I think I think it's Russell Brunson that gives this example. Yeah, I was listening to him not too long ago, and he was talking about how he used to, when he first started out and he was building funnels for places, he would go and he would actually, like companies would fly him in and he would go there and spend a day understanding their business and building their funnels for them. And he might charge them $10,000 or something like that for that day and to build funnels. And the frustrating thing for him was that he, you know, built them this beautiful 
let's just call it the funnel, you know, his baby, right? The funnel that he built is his baby. He gives it to them and says, okay, here you go. Here's the keys to the car. You go drive it. And those people didn't appreciate it and they didn't know what to do with it. And so then the funnel almost became worthless overnight because they couldn't feed and change and make the baby grow. They weren't equipped in that way. So it finally got to the point where he's like, you know what? I'm not going to do client work anymore. I don't want to build funnels for people because people don't appreciate it. They don't know what to do with it. And if I spend the time to build it, all that seems to happen is that they sort of wreck it once I turn it over to them to run and they're not willing to pay me enough to run it all the time for them. So then it got to a point where he's like, I'm not doing even consultations for companies. I'll teach what I teach and they can send people to learn. But if you want me to come out and do a one day on site at your business, it's going to be $100,000. $100,000 for one day for him to come out and, you know, go through your funnels and, and look at your business and that sort of thing. And now he's gotten to a point where even $100,000 in a day is not worth his time or what it would cost him in other ways to be away from his kids and his family and interrupt his schedule because he can make more money doing other things. And I think that's what the, the important lesson is. Just because you can do something, um, if you want to minimize what you are doing, uh, the amount of time you're spending doing that, whether it's consulting or client work or whatever, then you really need to pay, make sure people that are doing that are paying a high price. They are paying a significant chunk of money in order to get you to do that so that you don't resent the work that you're getting. So if you want less individual client work, less consultations, bump that price up, double that price. And then that way, you know, people that really want you are serious and they're willing to put in the time and the effort to take what you teach them and actually implement it. And then as you decide there's other things you'd rather be doing and it becomes more inconvenient to do that type of work, make the price even higher. So it will really, really, really be worth your time if you actually take on one of those clients. So just think about that in terms in terms of all the things you can do. And it might even be worthwhile for you to sit down and just sort of with a, you know, a Trello board or, or something like that, where you can essentially just write down, make a column of all the things that you could offer as a service to your client. And then begin figuring out what all would it take to make those things happen? Would it be other resources involved? What would be the highest profit margins? What would be the best use of your time? What would be the most profitable? And I would tend to believe that you want a mix of some in your value ladder. You want a mix of some low free offers and low ticket price offer so that you can begin ascending those people into the upper parts of your value ladder as they become customers and take the next step and the next step and the next step. But then at the same time, you might already have an existing funnel where people come in at the top end. And I kind of have that with my podcast production business. People already come in, come in paying me hundreds of dollars each month. And sometimes if I don't have anywhere else for them to go, then my only option is to raise their prices if I want more per customer, if I want to make more revenue per customer. 
And so I really have to look and say, you know, are there other things that my clients are needing that I'm not providing? Or even do I continue to find myself in a situation where, um, and this is kind of an example that happens fairly often with me, I get people that come, they want to do a podcast launch. They don't want to pay for the full $2,000 launch services that we offer. So they just say, well, how much does it cost to edit my show? And then all along the way, I'm getting email after email, come almost like, what do I do now? Well, what do I do now? Well, what do I do now? And how do I do this? And how do you recommend I market it? And how do you? And before you know it, I end up giving them all this, it's like almost like a free email course in their next steps. And it's not that I don't want to do that. I, I don't want to give them the tools to be successful, but I have to draw the line somewhere because I can't serve every client in that way. And if you you either get to a point where if you want that input from me and you want that resource or me to be that resource for you that's done it and kind of knows best practices, then you have to pay for that. Otherwise, I'm just going to fulfill this role until you pay more and get me to fulfill other roles that you feel are worthy of your time and money investment. So the best way that many people begin monetizing their podcast is to begin doing group coaching. Uh, and I say group coaching, it could be some sort of group programs. Maybe you start out, I'll give you an example, where you have a group thing that you're doing. Maybe it's you're meeting once a month, or maybe it's even twice a month. It's every other week. And it's a nominal amount, but it's a sort of a break off for your main audience. It's just a smaller subset of that. And those people pay and they get more access to you. And then you can begin offering and testing other offers. And the cool thing about doing any of these additional things that you're going to add on or, or present as a service, you can test multiple of them at the same time without having to go spend a lot of time creating. So the last thing I want you to do is go spend, you know, uh, six days in solid content creation mode to create a course that you're not even sure if you can sell yet. But the better thing would be to offer a group, whatever, beta test, a group, whatever program and put it out there. And as soon as you do it, create a landing page and just have people that are interested in it here sign up to be notified whenever it, the doors open. Now, if you get 10 people to sign up for it, you might think, hey, that's pretty good. I'll go ahead and, and follow through with this and we'll really market it and maybe get double that by the time it's done. But if you get, you know, 50 people that immediately sign up for that, what would that do? Would that motivate you to go bigger or to think, you know, more about what you can do to fulfill those needs, those uh, people in your your scope of influence, have, uh, the needs that they're looking for you to meet? So it's just one of those things where you need to be thinking about all the ways that you can put things out and see, test it, test your offers, see what people are drawn to. And what they are a definite, yes, there are people right now that I know if I offered certain things, they would be like, absolutely send me money. Where do I sign up? So throwing out offers and testing what's going to appeal to your masses is where a lot of the magic is going to happen for where you start monetizing your podcast. Membership programs, especially ones that are, you know, less than $10 a month, people have they've proven through research that those are sort of the longest lifespan, they have the longest lifetime value because people keep them forever. It's not worth canceling, but at the same time, they might get some, 
you know, value out of it. So they keep it for 10 bucks a month. They hardly notice that. So there's a lot of different ways that you can begin monetizing your podcast and having people in your group and bringing those people together and then really nurturing them and feeding that group. That's what you want to do. And that's what I'm kind of building my business model around for this podcast monetization secrets, because there's a lot that I want to teach about how podcasts can finally get past the mode of let's just start and create free content and figure out how to monetize later. So definitely look and take some time to step back and do some analysis and think where, where am I going to get my first podcast dollar? Rule out sponsorship for now because it's probably not going to happen. Even people that have big audiences right now are struggling because many advertisers are pulling back because they're they're not sure where the economy is going and what's going on. But you know what? On an individual level, more people now that used to be going to work every day are sitting at home going, mm, I don't know how long my company is going to keep me working. Could I start something online? Could I be doing something else? Could I uh, put my talent to use at a side hustle and then eventually replace my day job? And you know what? They're going to need you and the niche that you're providing and the people that you're servicing to help get them to that point. And they'll be willing to make the investments they need in order to get where they need to go. And those are the kind of people that you want to serve. So the best way, two things I want to get you to get out of this, the best way to begin getting feedback from your audience as far as what they need is to begin creating a group around your audience. Throw it out there to your people that are podcast listeners. Offer them the ability to join your Facebook group. At the same time, you know, I have spent years and I've been doing full service podcast production for almost six years now. And I have started my business and have gotten a ton of referrals and a ton of business just by being a valuable member of other people's Facebook groups. I mean, I could do a course on how to use other people's Facebook group to get members to your own you know, business or get clients for your own business. But I've never really put myself out there and said, here's my group. So that's what I'm doing now. I'm at the same place you are starting. If you haven't done it, do it. Make the call to action for your podcast be join the Facebook group. Now, when they get in the Facebook group, you can have all kinds of conversations. You can have so many ways where you can find out how people are needing you to service them. What knowledge do you have that you can share with them? Some of it's going to be free. Some of it's going to be paid. And even the free stuff, you know what? They're going to give you free feedback and you're going to take it and turn it into something that you can then use to serve other people in a paid ma fashion, paid manner. So don't, you know, don't get so focused on, I don't want to do one more free thing. You're doing it as a means to an end knowing that ultimately the goal is for you to be building evergreen funnels to different products and offerings and things that you're doing every single week, every single month, every single quarter, so that you have recurring revenue happening every single week as a podcaster. That's the goal. And that's what we're working towards. So the first thing, your mission, number one, begin to create a group to bring your podcast listeners in. Some of the best podcast content I've heard has been based on the groups. After you do the group, now you're focused on 
growing your email list and figuring out how you can serve that group and looking at what you potentially could productize and offer and then begin of those choices, looking and seeing what it is that your best investment of your time would be. Uh, What's your highest profit margin? You don't want most of your time to be spent on your lowest profit margin item. You want most of your time to be working on high margin and actually probably a little bit of low touch type services. So begin doing that, begin putting it enough together in a format and codifying it enough that you could put it out there as an offer. And just say, if I were to do this, how many of you would raise your hand and say you're interested? And the minute they say they're interested, great, here's the link to go ahead and get on the waiting list for it. And then you have a group of ready, I can't say that, ready and willing customers. The minute you open the doors and open your cart to them, they will be the ones willing to take it. And then you can use that first group as the way to record or sort of test out your content so that you can then eventually create something that's completely automated with just your interaction, but not your having to teach it from scratch every single time. So there's tons of ways for this to go. And I just want to go ahead and put that out there that this is a great way for you to begin, go from podcast to community, building it however you feel like is the best way, whether it's Facebook groups, It's hard to beat Facebook groups. I'm just going to tell you, it's really hard to beat Facebook groups. And especially if you're going to be doing a lot of advertising and and that sort of thing for some of the other things you're going to be doing, you're going to be needing the sort of the clout within those Facebook channels just to get the Facebook gods to smile favorably upon you. (laughs) That's what some uh, some of my ad campaigns are specifically for that, just so that I can, you know, kind of throw a bone to Facebook, so they'll throw a bone back to me. So anyway, I hope you've got something out of this podcast today, and I hope it's made you think about what what are you doing to bring people into your circle and to welcome them into your community so that you can then begin to feed them more and more and more and have them consume and purchase and just take those steps all the way up your value ladder with you. So hope this has been helpful today. Just want to let you know, again, if you go on Facebook and search under groups, podcast monetization secrets, I tried so many different ways that word monetization is such a big word and people can spell it wrong and it just becomes whatever. I tried so many different ways to think about how I could uh, abbreviate and I was like, Podmon, no, that doesn't make sense. PMS, no, of course not. I can't ask people to join that. It was just so it's we're stuck with podcast monetization secrets. So Come join us in the Facebook group over there. We're talking about um, how to monetize podcasts and we'll be diving deep and I'll be showing you kind of behind the scenes on some ad campaigns I'm doing and some funnels I'm building for things that we uh, are going to be launching and offering in the near future. So come on over, join us. Come on in. The water's fine. And I hope you have an absolutely fantastic Thank you for joining us today. If you'd like to continue the conversation about how to monetize your podcast, I want to invite you to join our private Facebook group. Just go to facebook.com forward slash podcast monetization secrets and click the button to join. And then I'll see you on the inside.